This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Mike Slater, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. I want to share a story of three types of voters. Why? Uh, Again, I'm I'm going to harp again on this echo chamber. Two things we talk about often on the show when it comes to politics. 40-40-20. That's how our country is pretty much divided. You got 40% Trump, 40% Hillary, uh, and then 20%... What? And obviously that's a broad brush. And so what about Stein and, and John? 40, 40% entrenched on the right, 40% entrenched on the left, and then 20% have no idea what's going on. And some variation of that. Like politics? Yeah, I don't like politics. Like that kind of, that's 20% of the country. There's no use, and Trump knows this, really. there's no use going after the other side's 40% really. Really hard to get that person. But if you can change the minds of the 20% of people and get them to vote, that's how you make a difference. So Trump did that last week when he won on the Dr. Oz show. Now, as I said, on my local show, we played pretty much his entire appearance on the Dr. Oz show as it was happening. And, and a lot of people are like, why? Why'd you do that? Because that's probably the most influential thing that Trump has done in this entire campaign is to go on the Dr. Oz show. Here's why. It reaches the 20%. Here's Abigail on Facebook. After watching Mr. Trump on Dr. Oz today, I decided I will be voting for him. The media has not been honest. He was very kind and has great ideas. And he will be a great role model. He has never drank any alcohol, smoked cigarettes, or done any drugs. That is amazing to me. I don't know anyone who has never done any of them things. End quote. She will vote. That's why it was so important for Trump to go on Dr. Oz because all these housewives and middle-aged women, which is not a great demo for Trump, are going to watch him. And he was super charismatic and funny and Dr. Oz loved him. It was a big love fest. And then Ivanka comes up and the walk, the takeaway was, oh, well, he's not nearly as bad as everyone says he is. Like, what's the what's problem? He seemed, seemed fine. He seemed great. Actually, I don't like that, that's the ticker. And that's all he has to do now because the perception has been set up that he's such an horrible, horrible, evil, awful person that he just has to be like kind of charismatic and nice. And everyone's like, oh, what's, what's the problem? Incredibly influential appearance on Dr. Oz's show the other day. All right, that's story number one. Story number two. This is from the Financial Times. Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It's about two hours outside of Philly. Small town, old coal town. Hazleton, little fun Hazleton. In fact, the third city in the world to have an electric grid. How about them apples? Hmm? In 2000, 4% of the town was Hispanic. 16 years ago. Today, half. Most uh, Dominican Republic. Either from or heritage from. 75% of the kids in the local schools are Hispanic. 75%. 16 years ago, it was like none. Now it's 75%. So it's an old Democratic town. Uh, and when I lived in the Tennessee, it was called Blue Dog Democrats, right? So conservative Democrats, but just Democrats just because, just because. 
But now the lines are split. And you have Hispanics voting for Hillary, non-Hispanics voting for Trump. But here's the deal with that. Here's the asterisk. All the white people are going to vote. None of the Hispanics are registered to vote or will vote. So this whole article from the Financial Times is about how Hillary has zero ground campaign in, in Pennsylvania or in, in the Hazleton and towns like it. No get out the vote campaign in Pennsylvania at all. In Pennsylvania. Which Trump will probably now win. Especially because of Hillary's comments on coal. Now here's what's interesting about Hazleton. And this is, this is what the Financial Times, they had two points. First, that Hillary has no ground campaign. But also this point. You would think, because you have so many Hispanics in this town, and, and you know all the people who live there forever, and it's like, you'd think there'd be a lot of animosity. There's not. They don't hate each other. Everything's fine. So when Hillary calls Trump's supporters a bunch of deplorable racists, the white people in Hazleton took offense to that. So well, hold on. We got a lot of Hispanics here. I'm not, I'm not racist. One woman, she's 73. She's up there her whole life. She says, every time I greet it, I see a Dominican. They greet me and they smile. And I smile back. Everything's fine. Financial Times interviewed two sisters. They own a jewelry store, third generation. One of the sisters was asked who she's voting for in November. And she said, oh, well, I guess I'm a deplorable. And the sister said, well, I'm her sister. I guess that means I'm deplorable too. And I sort of alluded to this a couple segments ago. The script has been flipped. Now it's Trump who's the presidential one and Hillary's the name caller. People taking offense to her deplorable remark and her name calling nonstop. All right, so that's unexpected voter number two. First, Dr. Oz, viewer. Second, old Democrats from coal country, Pennsylvania. Third person. GQ interviewed undecided voters. And I want to read this one from a political reporter in Washington, D.C. He's 42 years old. He says, I've struggled with this the entire election season. Some days I'm really tortured by it. And some days it's like laughable. But I've never really felt this way as an adult human. And it's, it's really messing with me. I cannot stomach Hillary Clinton. I just can't get with her. Maybe because I know too much. I find so much of her world hypocritical, reprehensible. I think the rest of the country sort of gives her a pass. Like, oh, she's always been attacked by Republicans. It's not a big deal. Email, shmemail. And I'm like, what? It's a huge deal. And then I also obviously struggle with Donald Trump. The things I like about him are, well, I believe that sometimes you just have to blow it up to build it again. And I think that a Donald Trump presidency would do that. But just when I sort of get there with him, like, okay, all right. He says or does something that I'm like, no, I can't. Like saying, what do you have to lose to African-Americans? What are you doing? All right. So I think a lot of people stop there for a second. I think a lot of people are in that boat, right? Hate Hillary. I try. Maybe I could vote for Trump, but I keep doing stupid things. So I don't know. What do I do? How are people going to land? Well, first of all, if, if those people don't vote, that's good for Trump in certain states, right? 
Because where that person would normally vote for the Democratic candidate, let's say in Ohio, Florida, states like that, and they don't, then that's a vote for Trump. So not voting is good enough. But I don't think they're just going to not vote. So this is what this guy says. He says, I think I would just have to sort of give in to my chaos theory of Trump and just hope that he would surround himself with the right people, that it's not a total disaster. And that's what we talked about in the first hour about Stephen Moore, Larry Kudlow, and Art Laffer, his three economic advisors, which Trump does not make a big deal about. He's not doing it for show. Those are genuinely his economic advisors. I cover this stuff every day. So for me, four years of Trump, selfishly, sounds a lot more enticing. Just because it's going to be a dumpster fire. And a Clinton administration would be more of what we're seeing now, which is carefully orchestrated speeches, behind-the-scenes wealthy McWealthysons going in and out of the White House, and really horrible transparency with the press. Gun to my head, I would probably vote Trump because of my feelings about Hillary. And really, I just want to see what happens. That right there is how most of the 20% is going to finally make their ultimate decision. It's the I just want to see what happens vote. I don't like what's going on now. This is going to be more of the same. And really, I just want to see what happens. Maybe I needed to to start off with this. We don't make rational decisions as human beings. We think we do. We think we make rational decisions. We, we, We like to think we use logic all the time. We don't. We make wildly irrational decisions all the time. I can give you a million examples. Now, if it's true that we don't make rational decisions, and we don't, I don't have time here to give you a million examples, but I'll give you one. You go to the grocery store and you see a sign, let's say uh, cereal, okay? You don't really want, you don't really need cereal, but you're kind of hungry and you're like, oh, cereal sounds good. Uh, And you see a sale, uh, uh, two for $5 and you buy two boxes of cereal. You don't need two boxes of cereal. But it says two for $5. You don't have to buy two. You can still buy one for two fifty, But you buy two. Why? Because it says two for five. So you buy two. You don't have to buy the two. Why do you buy the two? It's irrational. You just do. Right? And that's just one silly example. There's a million things. So if we make irrational decisions all day long, why would we not also make them with our vote for president? Most people make decisions for really silly reasons. Like, I saw him on Dr. Oz today. Do you know he never drank alcohol or smoked cigarettes? that's cool. Or, well, I don't know. I just want to see what happens. (laughs) That's why he's going to win. There's your 20% right there. And the biggest reason that most people in the 20%, not you, you're in the 40%, but most people in the 20%, why they're going to make that decision in the end. It's chaos. It's true. It's it. It's just to see what happens. Mike Slater. On the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.